We got a lot to talk about today. We have live BP starting down in Lakeland. Illich in attendance. Uh, going to go over the injury report for real this time. Uh, we're also going to discuss TJ Hopkins, the newest waiver claim, in addition to the 40-man roster, and then player preview, Will Vest. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets, if your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Halfway point of the week here. We have a jam-packed show for you today, so we are going to get right into it here. We got live BPs to go over, right? We have some defensive stuff to talk about, Into defensive stuff, super specific and great analysis there. Um, but we, we have some defensive things to talk about that the Tigers are working on specifically that I think is super interesting. Uh, we have Illich, Chris Illich, in attendance for this meeting with the team. We're going to talk the injury report for real this time. We said we were going to talk about it yesterday. I pump faked everybody. The Jordan one-hand pump fake there. Um, and Yesterday, we talked about it, and I had to cut out that part because for whatever reason, the quality just went to garbage. And Then it came back and was fine the rest of the episode. So we'll talk about that today. Uh, we're also going to talk about another waiver claim that was uh, had. So a newest edition of the 40-man roster, uh, TJ Hopkins. And then we'll end the show by player previewing Will Vest. I dropped one baseball. Good thing I have a backup. Um, so uh, Will Vest, I think, you know, wild career arc. Really wild and, and unique career arc. So we're going to talk about him at the end. Let's get right into it. Uh, spring training is officially here. Full squad workouts every day. All the backfields are being used. We are we are so back, right? We're and, and I'm sure I'll say that 15 more times when we play a game this weekend. I'll say we're so back. And then, you know, when, uh, I don't know, when a starter goes more than three innings, I'll say we're so back. And then when roster cuts are made, we have our roster, I'll say it. And then, on, you know, obviously on opening day, we'll say it and actually mean it. Um, but the, the full squads, there was actually a lot going on on Tuesday. So I want to start off with just some of the groups. Um, so for live BPs, live batting practice, Tarek Skubal pitched, which I think is super fascinating that he was the first guy for live BPs uh, as they begun. And I'll tell you what, they there was no ramping up. We, we Live BPs day one, and it was Tarek Skubal versus Javi Baez, Tarek Skubal versus Spencer Torkelson, uh, Riley Green, I think, got some ABs, Colt Keith, right? Like, just thrown straight into the fire, best hitters, best pitcher. And I think that that's exciting and, and kind of a testament to how ready everybody is as well, right? That there was no – and, like, Mason Ingler pitched as well, and, like, Javi faced him. Like, it wasn't just that. But uh, the fact that that day one of live BPs were just, you know, pedal to the metal – going right at it with Scooby against Torkelson type of ABs is just 
Super exciting. Evan Petzold of the Freep tweeted out all the videos to go to his Twitter X, whatever the heck that website is called now. And you can go, uh, you can go watch those uh, from uh, from the sidelines there that Ev was filming on. Uh, great, uh, g- great job by Ev as always. Um, but yeah, some cool abs there. Uh, Torkelson worked the count a little bit. Javi worked the count a little bit against Scooble, not really against Mason Inglert. Um, so yeah, well, well, but it's just nice to see. You know, I don't. Want, I almost said meaningful, and they're not meaningful. But uh, you know competitive at bats that's the word I'm looking for again and I think there is something to be said for Scooble versus like I said the best hitters on the team day one I think that does send a message to everybody like we're not here to play baby we're, we're here to get to work and uh and, and I really liked that I think that that's a good a good job by the coaching staff as little as it may seem uh really all things considered also defensively something that uh, Evan Petzold of the Freep uh, also put out there was that they are working a lot on tags and like Javi always gets credit for being like the king of the tag. Right. And and he just does uh, he, he tags base runners like nobody else. Um, well, there's an interesting wrinkle being thrown into that. Uh, they were working on it in the video that Evan Petzold tweeted uh, at third base and with that was uh, just kind of incorporating a new, not a new rule, but a, an existing rule that MLB is really going to apparently, according to Petzold, crack down on a lot this year is uh, not blocking the base runner's path to the base. Now, that's something that obviously as a catcher, that's something that's been going on in the catching community for a while now, right? Buster Posey, obviously kind of with that thing that happened when he was younger and the collision at home plate, that changed it a lot. And it's kind of been tweaked and and modified over the years. Um, You know, it seems like every other year we have a new rule about where catchers can stand about how much they, you know, do you have to give the runner the whole plate, part of the plate, et cetera. And it looks like uh, MLB and umpires are going to crack down on that a lot more on other bases as well. So it's a really fascinating video. Again, go watch it on, on Evan Petzold's, uh, Evan Petzold's Twitter, but, uh, just kind of a fascinating thing there that we're, we're getting into work on some new, again, existing rule, but one that's going to supposedly be cracked down on a lot more. So, uh, just wanted to, uh, to point that out as well. We've been talking about defense a lot lately. Um, what else, uh, justice Bigby. Uh, not only did he get some ABs, but uh, over the last week, Scott Harris has been asked about Justice Bigby and uh, seems excited and whatnot for sure. Uh, I mean, as anybody, I feel like around the organization kind of is this guy that was, uh, for lack of a better term, really a no-name prospect has just really ascended through his uh, kind of the system. Cody Stavenhagen of The Athletic did a great job kind of covering that it's a great story um, about kind of his family and, and Justice Bigby's mother especially who has gone through quite a lot uh, in her life so just a, a really a story that everybody's kind of rooting for uh, obviously but um, yeah you know took some swings as well uh, and is something that I think a lot of people are really excited and intrigued about what Bigby offers this team uh, you know, this is a a guy who did just raked, right? Like that's what Scott Harris said when he was asked about. It. He's like, the dude just rakes, and 
one of the things I'm looking for, he's not going to make the major league team at camp, but th- there is like a small part of me that's like, eh, you know, low percentage. I don't think it's going to happen. But um, if he does well enough, you know, at a position that we have a lot of guys at already too with corner outfield and whatnot, but um, he, he just, his bat to ball skills and his, and his hard hit ball skills uh, just played so well in the minors. And I'm looking for him to pull the ball a lot more. But also, like, he's worked with a lot of coaches. And if you're a guy who who is really good at hitting the ball hard the other way, then, like, if it works at the major league level, who am I to be like, no, you need, you know, the most efficient way to hit is this and that. If it, if it you know, if it fits, it ships. Like, if it, if it works, it works, man. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, um, it, it's, it, it's very, he's so fascinating to me. He's so fascinating to me. So, um, wanted to give him some some credit and a shout as well. I'm so fascinated with how he looks against uh, spring training pitching. He he's really high on my list for people that I'm gonna have my eye on in the in you know 15 innings of spring training baseball that this team is gonna broadcast. Don't even get me started again. But um, very excited for Justice Bigby. Very excited. He's friend of the show. You can go listen to our interview with him. Uh, this is probably three or four months ago now, but uh, we we interviewed him. We had him on. So. Great guy, uh, very, very fun story, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him get some ABs this calendar year. Okay, let's keep the ball rolling. Only other thing I really want to talk about with spring was this that Illich was in attendance. Then we'll get into the injury report. We'll get into the TJ Hopkins waiver acquisition. And we'll end the show with a Will Best player preview. We will do all of that right after this. FanDuel is the best in the business, and now you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Just bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props against the Pistons, and so much more. A lot of options for real. Very, very fun time to be a basketball fan. Really kind of the crunch time of the year. A lot of fun teams. Man, how about a team that just, uh, you know, obviously the Pistons have not been uh, crushing it lately, but a team that's still fascinating to me in the NBA is the Pelicans, right? Like just a lot of young talent. Zion really coming into his own, but not really talked about on a huge, you know, national stage. Just very, very fun time for the NBA as we get in this post-All-Star game kind of home stretch here for playoff positioning. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in. Every day we will be back tomorrow, recapping more of spring training, as well as doing another player preview or two, depending on how many spring training news and notes we have. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today, now available in the free Fire TV channels app. Okay. Segment two here. Let's talk about Chris Illich. I really don't have too much to say here, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. He was there. You know, anytime he shows up publicly anywhere, it's a big deal because he doesn't do it very often in regards to 
the Detroit Tigers, right? Very few and far between public appearances in Tigers land when it comes to Chris Illich. Uh, so he was there. He shows up every spring. Like this really isn't the news story that um, I, I think a lot of people want it to be or, or want me to react a certain way. He shows up every single spring for like two days. He talks to the team for like an hour, one of those days. And then he talks to the media if he can. I think there was one year where he just straight up didn't. Um, so like he he talks to the media sometimes. This happens every year. He, he goes for two days. He talks to the team. He says, you know, whatever he says about how he's he's happy to see how the team's coming along, et cetera. And then he gets out of there and then we don't see him again until, you know, the, the after the season's over. Uh, that that's just kind of how it's, it's, it's worked the last few years. I don't know. This year clearly is not any different. I don't anticipate it to be any different. And, uh, unless we find out what he is saying to the team, which I can't imagine we will, I'd imagine that's going to be a closed door thing. Uh, unless we find out, you know, what, what he told the team and, and what, you know, ex- any quotes that are coming out of it. This is just like, not something I'm going to like get worked up about. Like, you know, great. He's there. Good. You're the owner. You should be around and, and you should talk to these guys and whatnot. And uh, he had a conversation with Javi. I know obviously was hanging out with Scott Harris most of the day. Um, talked to AJ and, and Jeff Greenberg, right? Like, I, you know, he's, he's there. I don't know what else you really want me to say. I'm, I'm not boots down in, in, in Florida, unfortunately. I'm, uh, I'm not important enough for that. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I he was there. <laughs> cool. Good, good, good for you. Glad he was there. Glad he's going to talk to the team. I uh, would like him to, to honestly show his face more. Um, but uh, I, you know, I, my issues with Chris Illich and, and the Detroit Tigers have absolutely nothing to do with how often he shows up to spring training. I'll put it that way. Uh, that, that is the very, very low, uh, on my, uh, on my gripes or, or conversation topics in regards to Chris Illich, um, how, how often he, he shows up in spring training every year, very low on that list. So, uh, that that's, I don't have too much else to add about that. Um, injury report yesterday, like I said, was supposed to do an injury injury report and then just straight up didn't. Uh, we, uh, it was in there and then for whatever reason, the recording for that little bit got really, uh, really wacky. So I apologize for that. Let's go over it today. The official report, Dylan Dingler still, still on their right elbow, uh, continues to progress through his return to play throwing program and is scheduled to throw to bases this week. He's completing all of their baseball activities. I'm not worried about this. Whatever, like whatsoever. Um, genuinely he's swinging, he's taking a B's. He's doing all over other baseball activities, and he's going to th- start throwing to bases this week. Sounds like a guy that's going to be more than ready for opening day. Not worried about it at all. Sir Gibson Long, left groin strain, left groin discomfort after completing a bullpen session last week in which uh, imaging confirmed a left groin strain. He is completing rehab daily. I don't know the extent of that, uh, but clearly he is not going to be throwing for the foreseeable future. Sir Gibson Long was a guy, you know, we'll do our player preview on him as we get closer, you know, down the line here, Um, probably relatively soon, though. Um, He was not going to make the Major League team out of camp anyway, I don't think, even though I loved what I saw out of him in September. He was always going to be kind of a a pitching depth, you know, if you need it at the Major League level, he can be the second or third call-up guy. Um, So I just hope he gets healthy and he's ready to start relatively early on in the Mudhen season. I think that that's best-case scenario for everybody. Riley Green, obviously still... 
rehabbing from they have listed as right elbow sprain i just think that's so funny is scheduled to face live hitting this week uh he did take some ab's already on tuesday so uh, that's already begun and uh is completing all other baseball activities beautiful garrett hill continues to rehab daily we learned that in the first injury report last week brendan white newest right elbow soreness has been experiencing uh elbow posterior elbow discomfort almost skipped a word there um elbow discomfort he will complete a short period of rest before starting restarting his throwing program uh you know and until that's like proven to be anything more than just some discomfort and they're gonna you know quiet him down uh and and calm him down before uh ramping him back up then i'm just gonna take everybody's word for it all right okay I think that's it for the injury. Let's get into TJ Hopkins, the newest waiver acquisition by Scott Harris and co. Uh, Hopkins last season, let me get his stats pulled up here. Uh, This is just a guy that fits the profile to a T. This isn't a super long conversation. That's why we're just kind of putting it here at the end of segment two. Uh, For the Reds AAA system last year in 94 games, had a 308 average, a 411 OBP, and a 514 slug. In other words, he absolutely raked down in AAA. Uh, The most notable numbers, that's an OPS of 924. Wow, that was quick math too on him. Um, So the uh, that might be wrong. Nope, it's right. There you go. Double check my sources there. Wow, I I haven't done math that well in ever. Um, So uh, the the most notable numbers here, though, are 14% walk rate. 23.9% 23.9% K rate and a 205 ISO isolated slugging. Um, fantastic. 16 homers in 94 games, 55 RBIs. If you're still an RBI guy, a 134 WRC plus when compared to the rest of the league. So yeah, like this is a guy that absolutely dominated triple A. Uh, there's really no other way to put it. Corner outfielder, when he was younger, did play a little bit more center, but over the last year and a half has almost played exclusively corner outfield. Um, So I don't expect that to be too much different. Also has log time at DH. So I don't know if that's exactly a glowing, uh, I don't know, testimony for, uh, or or what's the word I'm thinking of? A glowing sign, uh, a glowing... um, audition, whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily a great sign for his defense is my point. Um, I can't believe I can't think of the word I'm thinking of right now. Um, But this is very clearly a guy who just walks a lot, doesn't strike out a boatload and fits the exact profile of what Scott Harris is trying to bring into this organization. Now, expectations. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. Okay. And I I will, I will, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I say it all the time. I've been wrong plenty. I'll be wrong plenty more. If he turns into this year's Tyler Holton, then, then I will eat my words and be very happy about it. Um, I, I, I think that this is a really good organizational depth piece. This has nothing to do with like his talent level. I would be shocked if he was on the 40 man roster by opening day. And that, that doesn't mean that I think he sucks. But this is what Scott Harris does. He picks up guys on waivers. And then when he picks up the next guy on waivers, he puts the previous guy he got, Colton Ingram, the guy who was DFA to make room or put on waivers to make room for TJ Hopkins, right? Prime example. And then they clear waivers because nobody else wants them. 
And so then they stay in your organization and bada bing, bada boom, you get the guy you wanted all along and it doesn't even cost you a 40 man roster spot. Scott Harris has done that like a trillion times in two years. I, I think that this is probably all that is. I, I don't think that TJ Hopkins is coming in and and he's going to win a job out of camp or he's going to be, you know, like the backup center fielder or whatnot. He's played a lot of corner outfield uh, in his minor league career and especially in the last calendar year. In 2023, it was almost exclusively corner outfield. So uh, I, I that all being said, I don't want this to come across as like negative connotation on the move. This is fine. This is good. I... I I endorse this. Uh, not endorse is the right word. I support. That's the word I was thinking of. Really struggling with my vocabulary today, but I I, I fully support this, right? Like this is a, a move that, uh, the, this is how you improve your organizational depth, especially when you're bringing in guys that perfectly fit what you want your player profiles offensively to be, right? It, it, it's such an unsung thing when it comes to, to organization building. You can't just have the 26-man Major League roster if you want organization philosophy, and if you truly want this organizational thing, you need to make it a top-to-bottom organizational thing, and you need to make all the levels adopt the same philosophy. So I have no I have no qualms with this. I have no issue with it. That being said, I would genuinely be stunned if if he was on the 40 man roster 2 weeks from now. I think this this is a, a Toledo Mudhen corner outfielder and if there is injury problems or if depth, you know, becomes an issue um, as the season goes along, then he's a guy that that you know that you can call on if if five outfielders get hurt. You can go, okay, well, we picked up TJ Hopkins. We know that he's going to at least try and draw walks if he has to be, you know, outfield depth at the major league level. Okay, cool. Let's get on to Will Vest. We will get into him right after this. Game time is the definition of clutch. I tell y'all all all the time, they're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices also show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. You like how I did two taps there with my finger? Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after the event starts. That's my the reason why I'm their biggest fan is I just randomly will wake up one day and just decide, you know, I live in Detroit now, just decide, you know what, I'm just going to go to the Tigers game today. I'm going to go to the Wings game today. I'm going to go to the Pistons game today. Uh, and uh, that is why game time is the ticketing app I use is because they they accommodate my spontaneous lifestyle. We'll put it that way. Uh, with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings and game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app and take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Use code locked on for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on, all one word, capital L, capital O. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in, making us your first listen every day. Let's talk about Will Vest and his 2024 season. I love Will Vest because Will Vest proved me wrong. Um, that is a, a a thing that I love, dude. If I if I come on here and I say I don't think this guy is very good, or I think he's going to struggle, or I don't expect him to stay on the team all year, and then you go and ball out. And, and shove it in my face. I am your biggest fan, right? Give me all of that, dude. Like that competitive nature. And not that these guys like give any, you know, half of an ounce of, of what I think they shouldn't, right? And, and most of them don't even know I exist. But like I, that, you know, being proven wrong like that, it, it just makes me such a fan of guys because I, I would 10 times out of 10 significantly rather be wrong and have it benefit the Detroit Tigers than be right about the Tigers or a player on the Tigers not being good. 10, 11 times out of 10, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I'm not that prideful of a person, right? Like I, I would, when it comes to like my, my baseball takes and whatnot, my, I, I'm a fan of the Tigers first. And I, I would always, always, always rather that be the case. And so um, Will Vest last year, was a guy that I said in spring, I was like, why are we just assuming that Will Vest is going to be on this roster? Like, what has he done to prove that he is a, a legitimate, you know, like major league reliever long-term? And this year he did nothing but ball out. And now he he is a lock on this roster, right? Uh, not, you know, the, the lock of all locks is like, you know, Torgelson and Green and whatnot, but uh, he he is pretty much a lock to be on this opening day roster. And relievers are weird, right? This all being said, relievers are weird. They're, they're volatile. They're like goalies in hockey. One year they'll be great. One year they'll be terrible. And there's no rhyme or reason. It's just a lot of small sample sizes built on top of each other. So it's really hard to predict. And and uh, it's it's pretty much in you shouldn't assume production from any reliever really ever unless your name is like Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman, right? Like there's a few exceptions, obviously. And there's some profiles that I think play better than others, but relievers are wacky. Um, but, but that being said, I'm, I'm excited about Will Vest this year because of how good he looked last season. In 2022, we had a four ERA in 63 innings in 2023 and 58 and a third. He missed, what, what was that? June, July, he missed, he was on the IL for a little bit. 298 ERA. And not only was it just, oh, it's a 298 ERA. And and uh, but there are some numbers that maybe indicate like he shouldn't have been that good. No, his FIP was 255. Right. And there's some some projective stats. His expected ERA was 302. His XFIP was 335. Like all of his numbers say, yeah, he he was a dog and he deserved to have his ERA be in the high twos or low threes. Like that is that is. You know, he didn't get super lucky with batted ball data or anything. But he went up there and got outs and shoved. Um, and I, I I just, I was such a big fan of what he did. Uh, incredible strikeout numbers. Uh, 10.43K per nine. 2.42 walk per nine. That is a 28.1 strikeout percentage and only a 6.5 walk percentage. Both of those, uh, you know, top 30% of the league. Barrel rate, 5.4%, top 15% of the league and fewest barrels given up. And he did give up hard contact, 
but he kept it on the ground, uh, above league average and ground ball rate. If you can keep the ball on the ground when you do give up contact, but also strike out hitters, you know, at a, at a well above league average clip, that's sustainable, right? That that's sustained success. So, um, and, and that's why he was as effective as he was last year and why he was able to pump the, the sub three ERA. So, um, yeah, man, a phenomenal year for Will Vest. As far as the profile goes, uh, just a fascinating career, right? This is a guy that was a Tigers prospect and he, uh, he was kind of shaky, right? A lot of high ERAs there. Couldn't really stick, uh, you know, in, in spring and whatnot leading up to him then being taken in the Rule 5 draft by the Seattle Mariners. Struggled. I uh, had a 6-17 ERA. And when you struggle in the Rule 5 draft, if a team lets go of you, um, you then go back to the team that are, you were originally on. So he returns to the Tigers and in 2022 has a four ERA. And then this past year has the sub three. So uh, a guy that has really just kind of reinvented himself and really found uh, his role and, and what he is good at and really uh, executed just so well. He is a fastball slider guy through and through. We'll talk about the changeup here in a second, but he's 54% fastball and 33% slider. Doesn't leave too much room to the imagination for changeup. Again, we will talk about that pitch in a second, though. 95, right? Sitting mid-90s with the heater. Beautiful. Uh, sitting, you know, 86, 87 with the slider. His slider is such an unbelievable weapon. 213 batting average against last year. 246 slug. He did not give up a single home run all year off of his slider. Righty, lefty, doesn't matter. And he threw it to both, right? Like this is a guy who threw his slider to lefties. And and I know that, that I'm like really like geeking out over, a, <laughs> over something, but like, golly, man, like that's so impressive. He gave up two extra base hits all year off of his slider and they were both doubles. Um, just nobody was able to hit it hard consistently. A whiff rate of 28.2%, batting average around 200. Um, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing to get super riled up about like I just did, but like he he's so impressive. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a really big fan of what I saw out of him last year. The fastball obviously played really well as well. Um, so he's fastball slider. The changeup, he only throws to lefties, does not throw it to righties. Then he has a sinker that he doesn't throw very often, but when he does, it's only two righties. So he's mostly fastball slider to righties, which is all he needs to be, right? He's going to pump and, and dot, try try to get four seamers in on the hands to righties and then get that slider low and away like we see so often to lefties, but he does it from the right side against, obviously, his same handedness. Um, but he's not afraid to throw the slider against lefties, which I love because it works, and the shape of it is a, why he's able to pull that off. It's it's a rare thing to have a slider that you're comfortable enough to throw to both-handedness. The changeup he threw just to lefties, and it had a 259 average against and a 407 slug. Didn't give up a homer on it, but also only threw 88 of them all year. Um I would, that's that's the next step for him. If he is, and look, if he sits to where he's at right now, a two-pitch pitcher with an okay third pitch, he can make a nice, you know, pitch for the next five, 10 years and, and have a nice career as a really solid middle reliever uh, for the Detroit Tigers or wherever he may end up. The, the, he's got the velocity and the movement uh, enough to do that. But I think if if he wants to take another step forward, a lot of that is going to come down to 
how effective his changeup is. Uh, if he can become a guy who can throw fastballs against both handedness, throw sliders against both handedness, and against lefties, the opposite hand, right? The platoon that is is harder. And his numbers against lefties were were worse than his numbers against righties. He is like 560 OPS against versus righties. Stellar. Um, but that OPS is in the, you know, in the 600s. It's not, you know, lefties don't tee off on him, but it's 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 definitely not as good as his his OPS against righties against. So if he can get a third pitch against them, you're you're looking at absolute cinema. You're looking at a, a guy who who really could take another step forward and maintain that sub three ERA. Now again, the bolt relievers are volatile. He could fall off the face of the planet tomorrow, and it would not shock me at all. My reaction would be deadpan. It'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a reliever, right? But the strides that he has taken from the second half of 2022 through now, I just think he deserves all the credit in the world. And uh, he's not going to be your closer. He's not going to be your uh, probably not even the eighth inning guy, but he can be an exceptional righty, not even righty specialist, but just like a a guy that you're okay throwing out there against a a righty heavy lineup. You know, you, you know how much of a weapon it is to start Tarek Skubal so that the opponent's lineup just loads their lineup with righties. And then boom, sixth inning, Will Vest comes out. I think Will Vest excels at like first out of the pen type of stuff, just because he can be that perfect bridge guy to the back end of your pen. Um, I, I, I know I sound super excited about Will Vest, uh, but I, I just, again, I, I love when I am wrong about a guy for the better. I, I love it. I instantly am a big fan of that player and that's what happened here. So, um, again, that sinker is interesting to me too. Only threw it against righties and didn't throw it very often against them either. His fastball also has more ride on it than normal anyway. Um, his four seam fastball is 20% more break horizontally than league average. Um, so his fastball already has some ride to it. Um, so it might just be like, he throws it pretty normally all the time. I don't even know if it's a different grip necessarily. It might just be like, Oh, you know, sometimes it rides a little bit more and it's, you know, logged as a sinker or whatnot. But, um, I, I, the stuff plays, he's good against righties at worst. Okay. Best case scenario, you get a guy that you're really confident in at any time from the fifth inning to the eighth inning, right? Worst case scenario is uh, is maybe the velocity falls off, or uh, I guess let's let's have a realistic worst case. Okay, the qualms that I have had with Will Vest in the past when they did arise was a lack of command. He had no command in Seattle, and he had no command in the first stint back with the Tigers after he came back from Seattle. Reverting back to that would be worst case scenario. Uh, that that would be him just like the bottom falling out. He's not able to get those chases anymore. People uh, are, are, he's not able to set stuff up, especially against righties. That would be uh, the, the worst case scenario would be the command really falls off a cliff. And and again, he's a reliever, maybe not out of the realm of possibility, um, but, uh, but stuff, his stuff is going to play baby as it has the last couple of years. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, I just want to shout out our beat writers. Like I said earlier, I am not in Florida. Um, and a lot of the, the stuff that I say on here is through them. And I tried my best to give, you know, credit to every single, you know, reporter and, uh, and, and person who's down there and reporting on stuff, um, to make, you know, make it very clear that I, like, I am not the source of these videos or this information. I'm just talking about, 
the uh, the information that is given. So I, I try to do my best with that. And I hope it's clear. Like we 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 really are blessed with uh, with some uh, a great beat for this team. Um, both of the the uh, the Evans Woodbury and Petzold Stavenhagen, um, just uh, you know, uh, really really uh, McCoskey. I'm uh, trying to make sure I don't forget anybody. Jason Beck, just fantastic, really all around. So wanted to, to give everybody their flowers there. They they do a lot of work this time of year. Really fun time of year, but really busy time of year for them. So, um, yeah. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers. Where's my video? There it is.